HPR listeners, this is German the Geek. Just a quick episode on the wonderful IBM Model M keyboard. Uh, I'm going to apologize in advance here for the terrible audio quality. I'm using a stock pair of uh, HC headphones with a built-in mic and uh, my Android phone, so not going to be the greatest, but hey, it's a podcast. It's not the quality that matters. Well, audio quality anyway. It's the information quality. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the Model M, what the hell is it? Well, back in 84, 85, the wonderful IBM company came up with this keyboard. Now, you're probably asking yourself, what the hell, this isn't very interesting, it's a keyboard. But here's the thing, these keyboards are widely regarded as the greatest keyboards ever created for a multitude of reasons. Quality, the features, the weight, the deliciousness, and honestly, the geek factor. It's a keyboard, standard size, and it's a heavy motherfucker. Now, these keyboards were originally distributed with some of the original IBM PCs, which is why there's generally a, well, rather massive amount of floating around. Now, most people won't use them these days, but they found a niche market, a nice little uh, place in the heart of typists around the world. It's honestly the greatest keyboard ever. It's built to last. Like, to buy one of these keyboards, you're going to easily pay anywhere from 60 to $100, but it's going to last 20 plus years. For example, the keyboard that I'm using right now was produced in 19... You know, give me one moment while I flip this thing over and let's find out. Produced in... On the 29th of April in 1993. Now, the only damage that this thing has sustained in its 17 plus years of use, just a bit of yellowing. It's actually older than me. And it's perfect for day-to-day use. It weighs about three to four kilograms, 70 pounds for you American folk. Use the metric system, much better, just saying. And it's built to last. Like, I have literally taken my keyboard and beat people with it. No damage to the keyboard and a slight fracture to the other person. Funny story, I'll tell it sometime, ask me in person. Anyway, but some of the cool things about this keyboard it actually has removable keycaps. Now, normally this isn't a big deal because you can just swap keys around, but you can actually pop off the individual keycaps and move them around, which is ridiculously amazing. So for example, on my keyboard here, I've actually swapped the uh, tilde and escape key and caps lock and a control key just for easier access. So when I'm using Vim or just coding some general stuff, I barely have to move my hands from the keyboard itself. Or, well, overextend is what I mean. It's actually really productive. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a re- It makes you really productive. It's really cool. But because these keycaps are removable, it also means that they're easily replaced. So, for example, you can, you can actually buy colored keycaps and different keycaps and blank keycaps and all sorts of keycaps. So, for example, if you're one of those wonderful uh, folk that like to use things like Dvorak or Zerti or some other obscure random fucking uh, keyboard layout, you can easily just buy a stock QWERTY uh, 
keyboard and just swap the keys around in less than five minutes. It's really interesting. Now, another thing that's really cool about this is, and what makes it actually unique, is how the keys are done. Now, I'll use my keyboard over here. The keys use what's called buckling spring. Well, buckling springs, squirrel, whatever technology. Point is, the keys actually go down farther and. How do I explain this? Apologies in advance. I'm really not terrible. I'm really not good with words, so. Ah. Anyway, the keys themselves actually have springs and whatnot in them. And they go down a lot farther and they make a mechanical click. So what you actually hear when you press on them is a click-clack on the way down and on the way up. Now, compare that to something like a standard keyboard, which just uses a membrane, which is just a little uh, dome that's just squished down and up. And it's a lot, it's a lot louder and a lot more tactile. So you, you oh, so the only way you can uh, tell that, and a lot more tactile. So when you press a key, you know you press the key. Keys are also very well spaced out, so you're not going to go accidentally hitting keys or anything like on the newer MacBook keyboards or the Apple keyboards or whatever. It's really, really nice, and it makes a very nice clacka 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 sound. For example, you kind of heard earlier. I'm just going to take a microphone and put it right by the keyboard here. I'm just mashing key random buttons there, but you can really tell when you're uh, typing. It's really kind of cool. And I think, I'm not sure if it's just me here, but I find it helps me to concentrate when I'm working. It's kind of nice. But I'm just a weird, crazy motherfucker. Anywho. But these keyboards, because they came from like way back in the day, they do have a few issues. Namely, power. These things draw power like crazy. God help you if you are using a laptop, because it will drain that battery like nothing else. Most, uh keyboard hubs these days actually don't um, provide enough power to uh, power these things because they just drain it massively but there's a few little uh, high power hubs out there that you can get that'll deal with it just fine and convert your older uh, damn ps2 whatever have you model to a uh, standardized usb it's kind of nice but either way also has these like really nice uh, old school looking uh Oh, excuse me. LEDs in here. It's really kind of nice. Uh, now, one of the problems with these keyboard, another problem with these keyboards was the cost. See, as I said earlier, you're easily going to pay between anywhere from sixty to hundred dollars for a new keyboard. But here's the thing: most computer users don't care about this kind of stuff. They see a keyboard as just something they're going to use, whatever. It doesn't matter the quality of it. Um, compared to buying a really good pair of, like, uh, generic, uh, shoes comparatively to, like, the bargain bin ones. Anyway, so, the, IBM actually stopped making these things quite a few years back, and when they closed down their plants, their plant, uh, a few of the employees went and, a few of the employees actually bought the patent and went off and uh, made their own keyboards. And those guys are called Unicon. Now, they actually sell new models of this amazing keyboard online. So if you go to PC, 
PCKeyboards.stores.yahoo.net. I'll throw a link in the show notes. Um, you can you'll go to their store and they have an amazing variety, everything you could possibly imagine, from the standard Model M to black models to models with a uh, trackball integrated, which oh my god, I want to get my hands on. Various terminal emulators, uh, even a value line, and funnily enough, they also have a Linux variant which has the keycaps switched to huh, exactly my uh, setup here, which is the tilde and escape swap and the caps and the control swap, which is really useful when you're using it. Um, these keyboards, the older ones, actually predate the Windows key. So if you use things like Windows or the Super Key or what have you, um, you're going to have to figure out a way to remap it to another key, like right alt or something. But apart from that, it's an amazingly robust and delicious keyboard. I'll throw a few links into the show notes for uh, where to buy this and some communities around it. It's honestly the greatest keyboard you will ever purchase slash use. Typing on it is a dream just because it's all tactile, delicious, loud. And the keyboard itself is a work of art. If you can even say that about a keyboard. Um, a few things that you'll find really useful for something like this. If you use a, a mainly keyboard based uh, window manager such as Xmon, Xmon, Xmonad, Xmon AD, however you say that, Xmonad, let's go with that. If you sound like Xmonad where everything's uh, key based, it'll really make using it amazing. You will find yourself rarely reaching for the mouse, even more so if you live in a shell and use things like Screen and Vim and all that lovely jazz. But uh, I really think that wraps it up. It's a short. This has been a really short, probably terribly done. Sorry about that. HPR episode. I'm just doing it after eating some lunch here. Um, Hack Public Radio can be found at hackpublicradio.org. If you're considering contributing, please do. I mean, we can always use more people on this lovely little boat of ours. Shout out to Ken Fallon. He's amazing. Sent me some stickers. Fuck yeah. Alright. You people, have yourselves a lovely day. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. For more information on the show and how to contribute your own shows, visit hackerpublicradio.org.